I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. You really think that's what it said? There's a A S M. That's an R A M. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome hey. to Strong and Simple Podcast, where Michelle critiques my cursive. Well, I was trying to read it. Yeah. Because it's notes. It's notes. There's top secret. Top secret notes. <laughs> they're, they're in my code, which is, <laughs> they're in this, they're in this code called cursive. <laughs> cursive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are we talking about today orgasms apparently <laughs> i mean okay <laughs> oh wait no it says program right Rosary. right um we're doing a diet deep dive um in honor of this particular diet going out of business at the end of the year <laughs> oh it's still gonna like try to ride it out for the rest of the I year i believe so i'm pretty sure um because if you go online like their website's still active and you can still somehow still enroll. You know, it's gonna be a short-term enrollment. Yeah. So unless are they gonna try to roll people over into something, something new. new? So I think actually I think Nutrisystem owns or bought the Jenny Craig meal plans. Oops, I spoiled it. Ah, or something about Jenny Craig. <laughs> Jenny Craig. Who Jenny is this lady? Um. So actually, a real person. I mean, Jenny Craig was named after Jenny Craig. Um, so Jenny became interested in fitness when she was trying to lose weight after pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Tale is old as time. Um, she actually owned a gym. Um, oh, okay. But like, she was like genuinely like into fitness, owned a gym, and then sold that gym and joined another facility called Body Contour Fitness Center, which was run by Sydney Craig. Hence. Jenny Craig. They got married uh, in 1979. Cute. Uh, In 1983, the Craigs sold Body Contour to a subsidiary of Nutrisystem and used that money to start Jenny Craig in 1983. Um, Because of a year-long non-compete agreement that they had because of that sale, they couldn't couldn't launch in the U.S. So they started Jenny Craig in Australia as a diet program. And they brought it to the U.S. in 1985. And it rapidly expanded into 114 countries and operated on a franchise model. And their success really stemmed from their advertising. They advertised very, very heavily. They actually had a requirement for how much of their budget franchises had to spend on advertising. Oh, fascinating. Yes. Okay, so... I think that we had talked about this in one of the other deep dives. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Herbalife when we talked about like how they were able to expand into other countries so rapidly mm-hmm. when it's my understanding that it's like actually really hard to expand into other countries. I mean, they're not necessarily selling supplements, right? but I mean, they were selling, what, what is the premise of the Jenny Craig diet? Remind me here. So with Jenny Craig, and I'm actually surprised that it did expand as quickly as it did because this shit was not cheap 
mm. at all. So there were basically three tenets to the Jenny Craig program. One was behavioral education. Okay. Two was quote unquote proper nutrition, whatever mm. that means. Proper. Proper nutrition. Proper. You eat with your pinkies up. <laughs> um, and exercise. <laughs> so those were the three tenets. But from my research, it's not really clear to me how behavior, well, never mind. It's somewhat clear to me on how those all get incorporated. But I think the thing that Jenny Craig is most known for is its meal plans. Right. Okay. And that's really like, I think the, the crux of Jenny Craig. So it's called Jenny's Cuisine. And you paid for a Jenny Craig membership. And then as a member, you were also required to buy the Jenny's Cuisine mm-hmm. meal plans. Okay. So um, these were recipes that were developed according to standards that were actually set by dietitians. Okay. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing. Dietitians have historically done some fairly, I don't want to say evil things nutritionally, but have been very into getting people as small as possible, mm-hmm. um, supposedly in the name of health. Um, so that's not necessarily saying this is better than anything else. Um, and it was actually like a very... in because demanding would be a good word for it. So you were supposed to go to two meetings a week. Oh, wow. As part of this program. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. So two meetings. One of them was uh, one-to-one face-to-face with a counselor to kind of like chart your progress, talk about things, and then you would order your your uh, installments of your meals. Okay. And then the other part of it was in a group setting and you'd sit and you'd watch a video that had something to do with like psychology or behavior change or, you know, something along mm-hmm. those lines and discuss. Okay. Um, so those were kind of, that was like how Jenny Craig started. Um, and you know, the, you know, the big selling points were you don't have to cook. You don't have to go to the grocery store. The food goes in the microwave and you don't even have to think about it. Okay. It's super duper easy. Um, so that was pretty much the gist of the program. Any other thoughts on that? Okay. So, I mean, a lot of things sound familiar to even some of the other diets that we've talked about. So like when we're talking about the behavioral change piece, Mm -hmm. I think that that's actually a pretty beneficial tenant that is not frequently found Mm -hmm. in other programs, but that reminded me a little bit about noon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, right. Like Mm -hmm. you can change your psychology and mindset around food, which you can. Yes. Can you do it by watching a video once a week? Uh, maybe not. I mean, it's definitely the work that comes from the conversation post video. Yes. Well, assuming <laughs> that there's a good conversation. Um, um, were they like one of the first, like when did like microwave meals like really come about? Like, were they one of like the first that was like a diet based Cause I know Weight Watchers eventually had like their frozen meals, like that would have the points right on them. So you didn't have to think about the point system when you were, so it made it super easy yep. to buy their meals, but they weren't required as part of Weight Watchers. Yeah. I so I'm wondering was... if like Weight Watchers kind of saw the success that Jenny Craig was having with the boxed meals mm-hmm. and then like kind of jumped on that. I do think that's what happened. And Nutrisystem um, also was a contemporary of Jenny Craig. And from what I was reading in research, there was a lot out there about how folks lost more weight on Jenny Craig. They had more success in that way with Jenny Craig and Jenny Craig was doing better in terms of revenue than Weight Watchers Mm -hmm. was and other popular diet programs were. So I could totally see Weight Watchers seeing that and saying, you know what we need? 
make microwave meals. Let's make this even easier for folks. And then their selling point would be, you don't need to buy these at Jenny Craig. You have to use their meals. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So they were under like the Nutrisystem umbrella or were they two totally different things? They're separate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I definitely remember both items being in my house growing up. Yes. Like there was definitely a following of Jenny Craig at some point in my Mm -hmm. household. There was definitely a following of Nutrisystem at some time in my household. So Yes. And now if you go on the Nutrisystem website, there are um, Jenny Craig branded options sold through Nutrisystem. So I'm versed in exactly how that came about. But clearly since they sold their gym to Nutrisystem back in the 80s, there's definitely been some interaction of the two brands along the line. So So that was the way it used to be. Um, Programs definitely evolved. Um, Evolution. Yes. But first, we want to talk about the problems that they encountered in terms of ethics. Oh, ethics. Ethics. It's funny how all of these companies have ethics problems. Right? Isn't that weird? There's always some sort of ethical issue. So remember how I said that advertising was really the big thing that kind of helped spur on Jenny Craig's rapid success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in the 1990s, they faced a series of lawsuits, as did the diet industry as a whole, for false advertising. Oh. Making false promises around, yes, you can lose weight on this. Yes, you will lose weight on this. You will lose X amount of weight on this. You will keep this weight off. This diet will do this for you. Um, And yeah, the diet industry as a whole came under fire. Uh, Jenny Craig found themselves... um, individually targeted by FTC restrictions on what they could and couldn't say in their advertisements. Um, And that kind of continued uh, throughout the 90s. Um, They suffered another major hit in 1997 when Mm -hmm. Fenfen and Redux got recalled by the FDA because by that time they had actually incorporated Fenfen and Redux into their plans and were using external physicians to prescribe it to Jenny Craig members. So for folks who aren't familiar with Fenfen and Redux, um, it was a combo weight loss drug that I believe it was uh, methamphetamine was the primary ingredient in it. Um, And it was sold as a weight loss drug and was kind of forced through the approval process. And it wasn't until uh, otherwise healthy teenagers started dying of heart problems that the product was pulled from the shelves. I mean, this was also at the same time when everybody was popping hydroxycut. That's true. You <laughs> like dating <laughs> Um, So basically the 90s is when Jenny Craig started seeing profits falling. They also had a lot of turmoil in terms of their like corporate leadership. And so like their stocks would fall because investors would lose faith. Um, so the 90s weren't very good to Jenny Craig. They were still definitely making money. They were still one of the top um, diets out there. They had celebrity endorsements. You, I, I still remember the Jenny Craig ads from childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but that what was, do you remember about them? I remember there was always, <laughs> I don't remember why this is, it would always be like a person, it was always almost always a woman, and she'd walk out and she always had like a skirt on that was like swooshy, yes. and it was always a white background. Yes. Right? And then she'd kind of do like the turn. A little turn, right? yeah. yeah. Like yeah. swoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Easy breezy. Yep. Yep. Like, look at how airy and happy and swirly you are when you get skinny. Huh. Yeah. 
Who were some of the popular celebrity folks that were with Jenny Craig? So we, we messaged about this last night. I know. I kind of forgot to dig into it because I thought Kirstie Alley was one. I think she was Nutrisystem, though. I think Marie Osmond was. You know what I'm going to But I feel like I remember Kirstie Alley going, Jenny! I don't I'll know. keep talking. Okay. Um, let's see. So their problem just kind of continued into the 2000s with basically the diet industry as a whole with this, like, right back backlash against the structure of diets against weight loss as a whole um those kinds of things as well um and so i think it's all kind of been coalescing into this eventual closure of the business <laughs> look at it up. I'm, I'm doing the google the google um let's see 12 celebrities who look totally different after losing weight on jenny craig oh monica, monica Lewinsky, mariah carey it's probably after she had the twins mel b as in the spice girl mm. really i'm learning a lot from this Who's that? I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't, I don't really know who anybody is. I don't watch like. I mean, movies. I know Monica Lewinsky. Well, yeah. And you know what? I actually remember was Monica Lewinsky like a. Oh, now I'm going to get an ad for that. Oh, I hope you were in an incognito window. Nope. I did all my research in an incognito window last night. Oh, Jason Alexander. Thirty pounds, Mariah Carey. 30 pounds. Funny, it's all 30 pounds. And it's 30 also pounds. people that have the money to spend. Valerie Bertinelli. That's who I was thinking. Not Marie Osmond. Not Marie Osmond. Okay, so this yep. is why I had to figure this out. Because, yes. Yep. Oh, oh I remember Queen Latifah. Yep. Oh, and it Kirstie was Kirstie Alley. I knew I remembered it. I really thought she was Nutrisystem. I think it was Marie Osmond was system and Kirstie oh, Alley was listen Craig. I don't know who that is I don't know who that is <laughs> oh Mrs. Huxtable oh Carrie Fisher okay so they okay. had a lot of celebrity endorsements and again that kind of kept them afloat like that was really a big sure I mean they didn't have Oprah say. right they didn't have Oprah um, Which is why they're going out of business. Yep. If they just got me. I heard that they had asked Oprah. Really? <laughs> she was like, I'm taken. She's like, sorry, I'm peddling some other bullshit right now. <laughs> and giving a platform to really Giving a platform people. to some other cult. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so they've changed the diet, <laughs> right? Things have to change with time. Just like Weight Watchers has seen, like, I don't know, innumerable iterations of their plan. Jenny Craig changed there several times. The current version of it, you only, there's only one meeting a week now, so it's less of a time suck for you. They have three meal plan options. They have, like choices. yeah, they have the Jenny Craig simple, the essential, and then they also have an intermittent fasting style plan of called max up weight loss yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yep okay um so what are the differences besides the intermittent fasting one like 
I think basically how many calories you get to consume okay. a day. Um, typically, they range from 1,200 to 2,300 calories a day, which is what we're going to see pretty typically in a big box diet. And it's going to depend on your age, your gender or your sex, rather, your activity level, and then what how much weight you want. Basically. So essentially, any woman at any age, at any weight, is going to want to eat 1,200 calories. Basically. <laughs> Like, every like other I don't know if at any of my ages or sizes or weeks mm -hmm. that I've ever had any diet tell me to eat anything more than 1,200 no. calories. No, I <laughs> I'm like, who are yeah. these people that are getting to eat 1,500 yeah. calories a day? Even today with some of the, like, the food tracker apps, they always ask you for your demographics. And they're like, we recommend 1,200 calories. I'm like, do God. you? That's dumb. Um, there's a lot of criticism of the Jenny Craig meals. A lot of lot. Um, one. Do they taste good? Not actually. We should have gotten some. Can you just like buy them? We should have done a taste oh, test. I mean, they're expensive. So that's one of the big things is people like, these are friggin' expensive. The other thing is they're really lacking nutritively. Really? Like, they are not giving you complete nutrition. And they're also such small portions that they're not satisfying. And the company admits this. The company actually says, these aren't going to fill you up. Make sure you eat lots of fruits and vegetables. In addition to these meals to make sure you're not hungry. Okay. So <laughs> I like that they're like, eat fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> Listen, but... I'm just trying to find a positive here. Like, great. Fine. Yeah. Because you know what? Honestly, side note, I made a pretty tasty dinner last night. And it was a frozen, like, teriyaki chicken Ooh, meal. Love teriyaki. Uh, from Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. And I made that with some jasmine rice. It was super yummy. Mm -hmm. But I definitely, I had like a little salad beforehand. Yeah. What I could have used was some like broccoli or something within the mixture of yeah. the food to kind of like round it out a little bit. And that was, that was definitely lacking. So yeah. when I was done eating, I was definitely like, hmm, I probably could have, you know, enjoyed a little more, but yeah. I was also ready for bed because I ate so late. So anyways, yeah. yesterday was a misfire on my, my dinner, <laughs> but now I can try it again. Yeah, now I know. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the other part of the con the criticism is like the meals really focus on calorie deficit, not necessarily mm -hmm. the quality of the calories. Okay. And like, let's face it, adding fruits and vegetables isn't necessarily going to remedy the nutritional shortfallings of these meals because there's more to human nutritional needs than just the micronutrients found right, right. in fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Like, are there, is there enough protein in there? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Fat. Is there enough? Yeah. Fat, carbohydrates. Um, so that's kind of like bad problem. And okay. then also, right. The meals are super expensive. And so you're like, okay, so I paid a membership fee. I'm buying all of these meals. And then I still have to go to the grocery store and spend more money on mm. produce okay. so that I don't start. So the whole like economic thing too. So I did find a breakdown of how much their meals cost. Okay. So breakfasts range from $349 to $729 per serving. Entrees range from $609 to $939 per serving. Snacks, $289 to $389 per serving. 
Um, they have these like special recharge bars that you're supposed to eat at the end of your fast on the Max Up Weight Loss Program. Those range from $10.99 to $18.99. Which... Yes. And I'll talk about this. Is it in a filet mignon? <laughs> no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's nut butters and sugar. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, For $20. Yes. And then they have dressings that range from 95 cents to 99 cents. All right. Well, I mean, except for that last one there. Yeah. Most of these things are what you would expect to pay. I mean, this day and age. Yeah. At like Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. But if you were going to the grocery store and assembling these meals, you can make a dinner for... But if we're talking about... But if we're talking about convenience foods, I feel like it's not... Mm -hmm. Except for whatever that $20. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? If you are going to a fast food chain and spending $8 on food, you're probably going to feel pretty satisfied with that food. You're going to get a significant portion, especially here in the U.S., right? We're, we're known for our large portions here in the U.S. Um, I guess I have to see the portion. I can tell you the caloric value for them. I mean, 200 or 300 calories. That's like a snack. That's a snack. That's a snack. That's a um, so like I'm not paying eight bucks for a snack. I'm not. No. It's not happening. The snacks range from 150 to 200 calories. Um, and yeah. Like what kind of snacks do they have? It's like raisins. Pudding. It's <laughs> jello. Probably. It's jello with some cool whip on yeah. it. Sugar free. Sugar free. Sugar free. But these recharge bars, right? I had to Google the recharge bars. Yeah. They were like, you eat these towards the end of your fast before you break your fast because this is going to increase your fat burn. Oh my God. Right? So I'm like, okay, cool. What's in this? Methamphetamine? No, 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 no. Combination of nuts, nut butters, and sweeteners. That's what's in these bars that they're charging so nearly what are, twenty dollars. So for. what are they saying is the science behind it? Because there's always some sort of like they show you like some sort of video about like how it blue 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 blue. I know. And this kind of goes back to their advertising issues that okay. they had in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing about eating nuts, nut butters, and honey. Uh, that's going to make your body burn more fat. No. In case anybody was wondering. I mean, it sounds yummy. It does. I would probably eat the shit out of that. Yeah. But I'm I not, mean, not at $20 Not at $20. Bar. I can definitely get that for cheaper. And also, I'm not going to eat it and be like, I'm in fat while I do this. Like, it's, it's You know what it makes me think of? You know in Mean Girls? When... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have to finish this. <laughs> no, when she's like, I the nutrition oh, here, eat this bar. And she, Georgina George is like, okay, mm, what's in this? And she goes, I don't know. It's what the kids, in- my mom would give the kids to lose weight. <laughs> but it was like actually a meal, like a weight like gain bar, bar, like a nutrition bar. Um, is butter a carb? <laughs> oh but that's what it reminds me of. Uh, yeah. So um, that's pretty much like Jenny Craig in a nutshell. Um, now, did they yeah. have during these like, group counseling sessions was there anything that was like similar to Weight Watchers like a public weigh-in so I think that at least initially when because you had the two sessions a week mm-hmm. I think that was done with your counselor okay. I don't think it was like right. yeah yeah okay yeah but it sounds like the meetings it almost sounds to me like 
and I, I can't say this with certainty that they definitely got the meeting idea from Weight Watchers, mm-hmm. but Weight Watchers predates Jenny Craig. Yeah. And that was really what they were known for. And that was what they always said was like the secret to their success was the meetings, the community, that kind of thing. So um, I think that's a possibility that that's where the meetings originated from. And I definitely see similarities, right? Because mm-hmm. when you go to a Weight Watchers meeting, you have a leader who has some topic to discuss with you, to help sure. support you in your weight loss. Um, so, you know, a lot of people complain about Jenny Craig in that, like, they give you the meals. Mm. And so you aren't really learning about your food decisions. Um, you're not learning anything about nutrition. Right. Um, you're not learning any, like, skills to make eating nutritious foods fit better into your life. And it's really not sustainable. Um, and I think the fact that there's like one meeting a week, that's not required Mm. really it's, it's kind of like we're offering this really quick fix right for you here. We'll solve all your problems, but it's not right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just another way of micromanaging your calorie intake in a way that could potentially lead to you losing weight. So if that's something that you're looking for, and I can see where the draw of this is, where it's super convenient, where you're not worrying about, like, you just have to pull a meal out and throw it in the microwave, right? Mm -hmm. And do your thing. And I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Every time I record a podcast lately, a scammer calls me. So it's like now a thing. I bet it was a weight loss company. Probably. They probably (laughs) saw me Googling. Yep. They're like, like, oh, are you looking to lose weight? We have to try to make some money. So why why are they closing now? Because it sounds like they were pretty successful. Were. But at this point in time, I think the combination of the fact that they were continuously losing revenue um and the market just isn't as amenable to i mean we can see it with weight watchers too weight watchers have been mm. struggling and i think people just aren't willing to do this type of diet anymore especially with the younger generations and the older generations are now shifting to social security for their income they can't well, afford to be doing this stuff you know they've also already done this diet so exactly except the thing about like weight watchers is i still hear people they're like well it worked for me before yes well it worked for yeah. me before so yeah. Well, I think Weight Watchers also claims to be good for menopausal and postmenopausal women. Listen, <laughs> I said to Tina the other day that menopause is like the hottest, pun intended, <laughs> trend right now in the fitness and wellness industry. Yeah. It is very reminiscent of, and I mean, pre and postpartum women mm-hmm. and folks who are delivering babies. Mm-hmm. Um, are still a heavily, heavily targeted demographic. Oh, yeah. But menopausal folks yeah. is like the new prey. Yeah, for better or worse. Everybody yeah. and their fucking mother mm-hmm. is marketing towards perimenopause and menopause. Yep. It's And there's parts of that that's like so great because it's bringing some awareness yep. to something that most people never talk about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it has just... I've now had um, two or three over the past Mm -hmm. month or so, two or three coaches, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. connect with me on Instagram 
and like they would follow me and then I like when people follow me I always go and like yeah let's check them out who you are yeah and they're beach body coaches they're beach body think they would know better (laughs) they're beach no because they're they're getting fucking clever yeah they there's nothing in like I had to dig through the profile to find things that but their bio like they've now learned how to write their Instagram bios so and all of these were like I support women in perimenopause and menopause live their best lives or those are like the key words menopause belly or whatever yeah uh and so they actually seem like legit coaches yeah um and even the dms are sneakier now but also like why are you looking to connect with a personal trainer who also works with yeah oh i'll tell you why because they're going to sell you one. You don't have to write your own programs anymore. Oh. Your business just got so much easier. Because right. I've had one try that with me before. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't have to write your own nutrition plans anymore. I'm like, I'm not a dietitian, so I don't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. But yeah. So I can see where, you know, I can see where this plan would have been very successful mm-hmm. in terms if we're defining success as a quick weight loss. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see the eighties in particular being a boom time for something like and, this. And the 90s. I- absolutely. Because you think about like what that like the 80s career woman, right? With the giant shoulder pads, the kids coming home from school, letting themselves in because both parents were working for kind of like, you know, the first time on a large scale in US history. So, like, this is, like, the prime time to start marketing. You can lose weight easily. Mm-hmm. Microwave your dinner. You don't even, you can make dinner for the rest of your family. Yeah. And this is easy to make for yeah. yourself. Because I think that yeah. that's something else that comes up a lot in the diet world. Yeah. Is when women are on diets and they're like, well, now I'm making three different, I'm making something for the kids. I'm making mm-hmm. something for my partner. And then I'm making something for myself. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and these came in the mail. What's more convenient than that? Mm-hmm. So I think that is a huge contributor to the success. Like this was very revolutionary mm-hmm. and really appealed to a need at that time. And now there are so many other options out there. Yeah. I mean, like here in the North Shore alone, like we've got nutritious meal delivery services. Yeah, it's true. Not a diet, but you're getting a well-balanced meal created by mm-hmm. a dietitian slash chef delivered to your house nice and hot for you mm-hmm. or like just heat it up. Um, and also folks aren't looking for cardboard tasting food no. anymore. They're looking for big, sustainable change. That's why Noom does as well as Noom mm-hmm. does. It's this isn't appealing to this generation of dieters. Well, and I think that there is also, so I think part of the problem for like Weight Watchers is they mm-hmm. keep trying to rebrand as like, we're not a diet. Yeah. But they're always going to be associated with a diet. Yeah. Whereas new diets that are coming out have yeah. never been associated as being a diet. So it's much, they don't have to rebrand. Yeah. They can just lie from the get go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so people don't, it does appear like it's something revolutionary. Yeah, absolutely. And when you think about it, like I, I view like the traditional target audience of diets like this is women in their thirties and forties. Well, today's women in their thirties and forties watched their moms do Weight Watchers, watched their moms do Jenny Craig, and they also want that shit, you know? Did Weight Watchers. Yeah, have done it in the past, exactly. And they're like, you're not not getting me on this again. 
I've, I've seen this happen. So I think that's part of it too. So did we find out if they sold, like if they've been bought out by some other company or if they're just like cutting their losses and checking out? That I didn't actually get to research because I went to bed. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's sleep's important. <laughs> it is. I had to be up at 530 today. But we, they're closing. They're closing. They're closing. Sound of taps for Jenny Craig. I don't think they're deserving of taps. No, you're right. If, if I had a party, <laughs> if I had a party favor to blow, mm -hmm. <laughs> is that what a party favor sounds like? Sure, it sounds like it was a beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> um, I did come across this really like bizarre side story. Oh, um, so I guess at some point in the nineties, Jenny Craig had like fallen asleep on the couch or something. And the TV, like, startled her. And she woke up and clenched her mouth so hard that she, like, damaged the muscles in her jaw. Oh, my God. And actually, like, couldn't talk for several years. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, Jenny never... Craig, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I guess, and there's, like, been tons of features on, like, Jenny Craig overcoming the inability to speak. Like... I had a, a very, oh very interesting and also like horrifying. That is definitely horrifying. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? It, it does sound like for her, she did start this from with good intentions. I, yeah. And I, I think, I think Weight Watchers started with good intentions. I don't too. think so. You don't? Did you ever watch Mad Men? When Betty Draper goes to Weight Watchers? But that's a dramatization. I, no, I can feel it. <laughs> no, it's in my real. Brain. It's real. <laughs> Had you ever been to a Weight Watchers meeting? Yes, the, okay. the one duration. But I don't know that what's her face there like initially had bad intentions. I think is that she saw the ability to profit. I think her intentions shifted. But I think initially she was just like, let's just get together in a living room and talk about starving ourselves and then shame each other. Yes. Well, that's what works. I mean, it's true. Shame. Yeah. But it does seem like like these people were genuinely interested because, you know, when they started formulating the diet, they actually had an advisory board that consisted of registered dietitians. Like they wanted to do it above board mm -hmm. um, and they wanted to do it based on what the science was back then. I think the problem is that the science back then, not that it's not now, was based on an incredible amount of bias mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that phobia. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And sexism too. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else for women to talk about. Yeah. Right. First thing. What tire do you on? Yep. Mm hmm. Well, all right. Well, see you later, Jenny Craig. Yeah. Or maybe not, depending on what, how the, how the disposition uh, of that okay. sale is. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you. <laughs> Well, you know, I would actually love if anybody has been listening and you have any experience with this diet yeah, that you might, food? that you would want to share with us. Yeah. Um, and then we could even share it with other folks anonymously, or if you wanted to sh share your name, do you want to um, shout it from the rooftops? You can like, let us know. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, email us strong and simple podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise I think that's all the attention I really want to give to that's all she wrote. Yet another cardboard shit snack. Yeah. That's all I mean. Did you write murder?
I don't know. Can you can you misread any of this? <laughs> Should be the word murder. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Are you looking? Yeah. That says throughout. All right. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. To respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks.